on last week's Irrevelations. Everyone at his house for a f***ing blowout. For not just a little weekend party, we're talking 180 days, an entire half of a year of a party. Getting everyone together so they can plan their Grecian invasion. Okay. Because you want to get real drunk for that. Do you know what, boys? You guys, I know not a lot of you have seen my wife because, you know, she's kept away in her little palace. Y'all need to see how hot this is. He calls the princess into the room. He's like, hey, my wife won't come when I tell her to. And they're like, bro, I don't know what to tell you, but I think this is technically a war crime. Listen, here's why. The queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and then they'll all start disobeying their husbands. Because if our women start thinking that they have, like, I don't know, autonomy over their bodies and time, then... it's going to be a f-ing problem. He takes his head eunuch, which, you know, that's a bummer of a job. The king's like, hey, does anyone want to stop being like dirty, filthy, poor? We're looking for a new queen. He tells her about this assassination plot. She goes to Xerxes and says, hey, my cousin Mordecai told me about this. Uh, and they investigate it, which I'm assuming was just like burning the guys with coals until they admitted they did it. Right. Before we turn to the world, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. I feel like I feel like we had more to talk about, like when we started this podcast. And now I don't know if it's for better or for worse. I just feel like politics have like consumed me. Yeah, like, um, like a Sith Lord or some shit. I don't know. Well, let's face it: the world's just not as fun anymore. That Trump's gone. Yeah, that's gone. true. It is kind of I, I I I like how they're like pivoting towards like Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm starting to, but she has no power, so it's like not yeah, as cool. Yeah, she's just she's just um she's a just junior a, a, rep. Yeah. A, just a pathetic punching bag. It's weird because I keep seeing people like um I don't know if this is intentional. I don't know if I'm picking up something that isn't there, but I keep seeing people like um abbreviate her name to MTG. Oh yeah, and. Almost trying to make a direct polar opposite comparison to AOC. Yeah, which is of course absurd, but right. whatever. Well, you know, whatever. Like, uh, like you guys, you have your crazy people, and we have our crazy people. I'm like, well, I don't think yeah. AOC is crazy just because. at all. Yeah, she's not crazy any. Why? She's because just... she wants affordable education and healthcare. <laughs> like, yeah, you fucking crazy because bitch. More... <laughs> yeah, because she went and helped those guys who were striking at their produce company. Yeah, yeah, real yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought her goofy little uh, crybaby tantrum at the border, you know, over the kids in cages yeah. was a little bit of a, of a sour note, you know. I but, can go uh, either way on that. 
but sure, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. You know, but uh, it's the uh, it's the liberal equivalent to like protesting outside of a uh, abortion clinic. Listen, we all know what goes on, and there has to be done. There's got to be <laughs> if Jesus we want to keep Christ. this nation safe. No, you just have to have like hidden hotels children. where yes, where uh, where unqualified border patrol agents are molesting children. That's just part of yeah, or waterboarding them. It's not all yeah. molestation. Yeah, yeah. There's there's torture mixed in with just the normal rape torture. Yes. Well, because people have this uh, fucked up idea that coyotes are all like scary men. No, sometimes they're little kids. And the only way you're going to get them to confess is with a rigorous torture protocol. Right. Um, I mean, if charging uh, children as adults works for black kids, it should also apply to Mexicans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was thinking about th- this is a slightly tangential, but I was... Uh, I'm in a media law class this semester. Oh, yeah. And we were supposed to, ref- you know, we read the kind of opening, which is all about the rule of law and had to reflect on something we had done. And so I start writing about the story where I had to get pulled in with the detectives with a couple of our friends. Oh. And, uh, man, I was sitting there writing and I was like, wow, I'm just a piece of shit that is so privileged. <laughs> just a white privilege. I didn't privilege. get in any trouble for that. Yeah. Like, ugh. A yeah, white privilege so. serial burglar slash <laughs> arsonist. <laughs> Who got caught and then I got away with it. caught for the arson, but yeah, yeah, yeah. go Thanks. I, I was trying to explain a story of myself <laughs> the other day where I, uh, I, I I assume I'm past the statute of limitations on this crime, <laughs> sure, but sure. I started a forest fire once, right? Like a big oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I'm like – I like tried to put it out with my clothes, burnt my clothes to shit, couldn't get it out. So then the, the, the brush fire just moved into the woods. I was like, got to go. So I'm just like <laughs> driving through the woods at like 70 miles an hour on a dirt road and I get pulled over by a military cop, like military yeah. police. And he's yeah. like, whoa, what the fuck, bro? He's like, do you know what the speed limit is on these dirt roads? I was like, uh, no. And he's like, well, it's not 70. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> And You're he's like, like, I'm getting away from a fire. I yeah, yeah. Soot. And I'm just covered in soot. And I'm just like, I got like burns on my hands and stuff. I look like I'm a maniac, you know. Um, and he's like, you got driver's license on you? And I was like, no. And he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, well, do you have like your permit? You have to have a permit to be out here, you know. And I was like, I don't have that either. He's like, ah, all right, just get out of here. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, it's so good to be white. It's he's, so good to he's be white. He's just seeing all these. Uh, he's seeing like an additional form that he has to fill out for each of these no's that you're giving him. Yeah, he's, he's just like, like no. I, it's like. It's too much. If it had been this just the speeding ticket, okay. But now he's got to write me up for like no driver's license, and I'm too white for that. You know, he's like, I'm not worth the hassle. You know, he's like, he's like, who am I really getting off the street? Some kid just trying to sell bonds and stocks just or whatever. Some, you know? some kid burning down a state park. He's like, he's like, this isn't going to stop the drug trade, so I don't see the point. Uh, Jesus. But yeah. <sighs> Privilege, privilege, privilege. But you're um, gonna, you know, statute of limitations or not, you're gonna wake up to Smokey Bear holding a gun to your head one day <laughs> after he hears about this. Uh, I mean, like, it, was, it was just a bit of force; no one needed it anyway. Um, bears don't forget. Yeah. Uh, well, it kind of brings me back to Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. I was watching her town hall. Oh, sure. Let's get back to that. I was watching yeah. her town hall. Uh, uh, you know, let, let's get off the part of the podcast where we confess to crimes, and let's talk about the podcast. <laughs> where, uh, I was talking about the part where. Uh, I saw her little town hall, which is all bullshit, you know. Um, of course. But she was complaining that the media is vilifying her. And they keep bringing up all these, like, incidences where she tries to bully the survivors of school shooters. Yeah. And or says talk that about the Jewish execute. space lasers. Yeah, or Jew lasers yeah. are burning the forest down. Turns out it was just you, not the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just me. Uh, I mean, George Soros did pay me, but... Uh, sure. <laughs> but... Um, 
my, my point was like, she's like, everyone's always talking about all the bad things I do. No one comments about the Bible verses I post, which uh. is honestly a net neutral as far as I'm concerned. But like, as if that, like, like, oh, you know, the, the, the biased media, why won't they talk about the innocuous bullshit PR nonsense I do and instead talk about all the evil fucking batshit crazy things I do? Why is the media only talking about the things people care about? What's that about? Yeah. Like, why didn't they talk about how Halliburton had a canned goods drive? <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Why don't they talk about how, like, uh, ExxonMobil, uh, <laughs> you know, built uh, one-third of an orphanage, you know? Their softball team beat Chevron's. I mean, that's... <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's, uh, that's front page, baby. Why don't they talk about that time the CEO read to some poor kids, you know? <laughs> Why don't they talk about that? Yeah. I mean, sure, they were all his bastards or whatever from his secretaries, but that's not right. important. <laughs> just just know for every 10 times a cop shoots a black unarmed teen, there's at least one video of him playing basketball with some kids. Why aren't we focusing on that? It's it's a good question, but, you know, that's the kind of feel-good news I want to see in But you know television. what? Here's what I think. You and me, we're unbiased, right? We're probably one of the few news sources our listeners can trust. Yes, so let's talk absolutely. about the Jew lasers burning down the forest and uh, compare and contrast. Do you think do you think it's the Jews? Do you think it's the Jew lasers? Space lasers? Um, Jew space lasers? Okay, here's what I will say. No, first off, I don't. <laughs> but if they did, right. I would be doing everything in my power to become Jewish tomorrow, to right. get on their team, right. to be protected from the space lasers. Like, I why mean, would you? You and me are already people? circumcised, so we're passing Jew. Correct. We're, yeah, I have, you know. Yeah. So I think you're pointing think, to your uh, nose, but the audience doesn't know that that was a <laughs> fucked up thing have to, to tell do. them. <laughs> I mean, I probably have like some Semitic background, I would imagine. So yeah, I, could, I think I could swing it. I, I'm googling uh, right now MTG Jew space lasers. I just want I'm to like see a- what exactly she's saying. I don't know. I, I've heard. Uh, yep, here we go. Uh, GOP congressman blamed wildfires on secret Jewish space laser. Um, Gru's, Green's views are just a bit more controversy. They include, but by no means limited to the following, uh, the QAnon conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is fighting a worldwide child sex slavery ring, uh, that Muslims don't belong in the government, 9-11 was an inside job, that the Parkland, Sandy Hook, and Vegas shootings were staged, and that Zionist supremists are secretly masterminding Muslim immigration to Europe in a scheme to outbreed white people, and also that leading Democratic officials should be executed. Hmm. Uh, these are all really cool. I'm actually reading the tweet where she's like, oh my god, 70 people confirmed dead in the fires of California. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, space solar generators collect the sun's energy and then beam it back to Earth to a transmitter to convert to electricity. The idea is clean energy to replace coal and oil. If they are beaming the sun energies back to Earth, I'm sure they never miss a transmitter and burn down the entire forest. Oh. Okay. Okay, well, that's a little... Not it's as crazy. Still, I mean, okay, so every that's conspiracy... Not James Bond. I, thought, I every, thought you were saying it was like a James Bond thing. Oh, no, no. But I mean, if you follow conspiracy theories the way I do, they're always there's always supposed to be a core. If you try to summarize it, which I think is important, if you summarize it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If you break it down to its core components, it can be tricky. And that's the whole fucking point. Well, yeah, like Alex Jones with the gay frogs. Yes, there was a chemical that was doing weird things to frogs, but the government wasn't trying to make the frogs gay. 
you know, like that's yeah. where the lie is. Just whenever you, like you said, simplify it. Yeah, yeah. If if, if you sum it up of the the government's turning frogs gay, I, almost that's almost true. Uh, but this one's speculative, of course. You know, like when yes. you start talking about like, um, well, this is f- way further off base. Let's be clear. Like it's obviously <laughs> fucking insane. Even right. whenever you do say, okay, they're not saying that it's that nefarious or diabolical. But I don't even. I'm not even sure that's true because she's pointing to some article, but who who knows? I don't think that technology exists to transmit energy via airwaves. No, that doesn't. it doesn't. It's it's still fucking crazy. I'm just saying that even. And why would you have? I mean, I I understand there there is a there is there is technology that's being pursued that stores satellites in Lagrangian points so that they can always have uh, sunlight, you know, like an endless, huh. you know, it's a, a permanent solar fixture that isn't on the planet so that there's no night or dark, you know, whatever. But Interesting. I don't I, I don't think it's for the purpose of beaming down energy that then misses and starts a wildfire. It's, it, no, clearly not. I think it, well, not maybe. It, <laughs> it just it's, it's one of those things you see in the Q circles too as well, where they're like, well, that's not Biden. That's a clone that they then reprogram the brain. I'm like, how much, how far do you think technology has gotten yeah. that now you're now blaming it for things that you can't prove? I, I don't know what the fuck. Wildfires I mean, I, I start. There's things called the, lightning. Uh, I don't, and also idiots doing gender reveals, but I don't know that yeah. we're going to jump. <laughs> so we're already assuming that space satellites that beam energy are right, are, are happening. But that yeah. also they fucked up the transmitter and then just beamed a high speed laser, uh, you know, uh, GoldenEye style and lit the forest. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of these QAnon types are like cornered weasels, you know, like they're generally <laughs> harmless. But you put them in that corner of their, where their ideas are getting really posed and you don't know where they're going to come at you. You know, it's, <laughs> it's going to be the Jew space lasers, right? That's the right. only attack they have left or the clone Biden or whatever. <laughs> I think I told you one of my favorite conspiracies from Q was that uh, when um, uh, Biden had that ankle brace from tripping on his dog or whatever, people were like, you see, you see, that's actually because the clone, they they use a body double, and the body double has a felony charge, so he's on house arrest. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? So the boot okay, is to hide funny. the fucking ankle tracker, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> because the like, Secret Service couldn't take it off. <laughs> yeah, you know, just that's how dumb it is that that they went to all the trouble to create a fucking body double. Because oh, by the way, the reason why they have a body double is because Biden was uh, already sent to Guantanamo Bay and executed. So oh, to sure. keep the lie going, they have to put up a fake president. But like all. That's You're how missing out on a lot of opportunities here because the obvious go to here is that Biden is like part of the IRA, you know, <laughs> like that would be fun as hell. I was waiting for this to turn into some kind of anti-Irish joke. It didn't good good work. Uh, <laughs> That's not anti-Irish. I fucking love the IRA. I hate Britain. Yeah, I know. I um, I honestly, I jo- I'll join the IRA right now. I just think explosions are cool. Um, okay, but. <laughs> You know, like, great work, great work. But yeah, that's I, my favorite thing about Joe Biden. By the way, is this I, little joke he made about the BBC. I love him <laughs> for that at least. Uh, no, I like the idea of uh, MTG, sort of like the whole MTG versus AOC. Because I, I don't know. I mean, I, the the thing is, she is pandering to idiots, so it doesn't really matter what she says. It, it is fucking stupid, and they're still applauding her, but. It, it seems like to a normal human being that it just seems like MTG is like attacking AOC and AOC just slaps her away with like as if she's stupid child. Yeah, but yeah. Not, obviously, none of it really matters, you know. Of course. Or, or I, I like that also. I'm pretty sure MTG was a f- 
Is it Lauren Bobart or MTG that was like former bartenders? Uh, I think Lauren Bobart. To me. I think Lauren Bobart like owned a bar or something like that. A weird Q right. conspiracy bar. Like there's something weird about it too. But uh, but my, my point was is like comet um, ping pong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, just like the whole thing of the Lauren Bobart. Like, why don't you go back to bartending? It's like you you see the difference between you and me is I like went to college and then became a congresswoman. You were just a bartender who just barely got your GD and you're still making fun of me for being a bartender? Yeah, and the only just to clear the air for anyone that's listening that doesn't understand AOC's background, the only reason she was a bartender is because her father passed away and she had to go home and help her mom make house payments. Like it's literally the best reason anyone could be a bartender. Right. Not that there's a bad reason necessarily. I'm not fucking smashing bartenders here. I'm just saying like the There's a bad way to be a bartender. No, if you just became They're a bartender awesome. so that you could drug and rape women, then that's a bad reason to become a bartender. I'll give you that. Access to girls' drinks? Uh, yeah. No, that's fair. I didn't. Bill Cosby attended bar in college. I have a blind spot for purely fucking psychopathic behavior that you clearly don't. <laughs> so I'm going to have to hand you the keys whenever we talk about that. <laughs> like, well, you're going to pretend there's no fucking river that ain't got a bend? I'm just telling you. Sorry. <laughs> I just didn't think about that. You're right. Right. Well, now you okay. know. With well, a, getting a bartender job to have a job out. is perfectly fine. Right. Uh, in AOC's case, it was even, I think, more admirable than that. So, whatever. I don't know. Uh, it's it's fucking stupid. As if any of these people never held a job. I don't know. But the the, the idea that, like, MTG is going to be the one to, like, dethrone her and, and be like, look, we got our own version of a fucking dumbass piece of shit. Look at us. We, we, we did it, too. Yeah. I think, uh, I hope that it's, I hope that the QAnon crowd, extreme far right, nonsense is what they end up putting up in 2024 it is i don't kind know of, who dems are going to use because it's not going to be joe i don't think but uh we'll I, I i don't know i don't think QAnon's got the the the, the staying power for it necessarily i i, I think QAnon's going to go the way like the tea party was where you just never hear about them anymore you know yeah problems. well i'm gonna be praying for them no the tea party is still there <laughs> yeah Let's they're still clear. there and QAnon will always still be there and the proud boys will always still be there but i don't think they're going to be a force like the tea party you just you know you know, the, the the people that used to be the Tea Party are now the Sedition Caucus. You know, it's not really uh, – that's not – They're Ted Cruz. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the Tea Party was killed by Trump almost, you know. Like I don't it, know. I think it's the same thing. I, I, I think if you're going to – you know, because I mean, the Tea Party was like, yeah, it's about time we had a fiscal conservative in there who's going to reduce the deficit and and, and, every, and, and he's like, eh. Every and single MAGA Cole guy. Whatever the fuck, you know. Every single MAGA guy is a, is a Tea Party guy. Mm, well. I think. Anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. No, this is obviously we're just we're just shooting the shit as the run up to March fourth when Trump uh, retakes the presidency. But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> and we're not talking we're not talking about GME stocks because we don't know shit about it. But anyway. <laughs> oh damn, I forgot about that happened. Anyway, I guess we can't talk about that now. Let's talk about uh, that at the end because I, I sure I do like the idea of people knowingly fighting their way into a bubble just to hurt yeah. the wealth is pretty funny. It's awesome. Let's let's get to let's, let's get to what this. let's get to things all these people need. The yeah. Bible, a dose of the Bible. All right. all right. Well, that's what they're here for because they're listening to the Revelations podcast. I'm Grant Voice. I'm Cold Lewski. And speaking of Jew conspiracies, let's talk about yeah, well, the quite book literally. Of except this is the opposite of that kind of Jew conspiracy. But we'll get into well, that. Well, next so, next episode is going to be the real Jew conspiracy. This is the conspiracy against Jews. Correct. Uh, episode 121, by the way, so we, sometimes we forget to tell people what episode they're on. They don't Since care. they can't see that on right. their screen. Um, we're in Esther. Like we Cole don't said, we're have in- blind 
listeners. No. They're not I, allowed. There was like an ADA accessibility option mm-hmm. on uh, Podbean. I turned them all off. Right. Every time you listen to our podcast, you have to identify like, – it's like one of those pictures where you have to identify every picture that has a bus in it, and that's how we keep them out. Yeah, but at, instead of that, you have to show them a video of you walking. You have to <laughs> – Okay, so (laughs) we're in uh, Esther chapter three. (laughs) I'm allowed to make those jokes. I'm handicapped. (laughs) I thought making fun of just blind people was bad, but all right. Fucking, I regret it. I'm going for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're in Esther chapter three. And like Cole said, this is the plot against the Jews by a very particular angry young man. Reminds me of a certain character we're going to encounter in the 20th century. Uh, the 20th <laughs> century, right? Yeah, you're right. 1930s era. Yeah. So, what's been going on? Well, we know that very recently, Mordecai, Esther's cousin, who basically raised her as a father, um, while he was hanging out outside the harem as she was going through her beautification process, he kind of became a regular people or don't even see him, you know, like homeless people. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's roughly, I think what's going on. And so he overheard something between a couple of these like high powered secret service types and reported that they were planning on killing Xerxes. I, I, I think of him as more as like, uh, a regular at the bar, you know? Okay. That's fair. Like he's there. He's, he knows all the people. Everyone knows him. He's, he's not a, he's not destitute. He's just a guy who happens to be there. He hangs out at the gate, but he's got this like social camouflage board. of having always been there. Right. Sure, you know, sure. whatever, like the guy at the bar. You're right. So. They are uh, talking like idiots about killing the king of kings. So, of course, Mordecai takes that information to Esther, who takes it to Xerxes and gets a lot of gratitude for saving the king's life. That's the end of chapter two. So chapter three. And Mordecai gets the credit. Correct. Only because that that gets a – that's an important plot point later is that Mordecai tells Esther, hey, there's some people that are applying to kill the king. Esther tells the king. The king investigates. Oh, shit. Mordecai just saved my life. That's pretty cool. Write that shit down. It's a good guy. And then that's the sort of the last piece before we get into three. But what that what we don't get to see here as three opens up that kind of agitated me is that it opens up with sometime after these events, not a specific amount of time, but sometime after these events, King Xerxes is honoring this guy named Hammond. Hammond? Hammond. We'll say Hammond. We'll call him Ham Man. Ham Man. Okay. So it's this guy named Haman, uh, the son of Hamadatha. Uh, and he's being elevated by Xerxes to basically be the right hand man, the second seat down from the king himself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say why, right? I don't. I couldn't find any. I mean, it doesn't. For why. It doesn't really matter. It, there, there, there's a couple of things to know. It's Haman the Agagite, yeah, which may indicate that he is a descendant from King Agag, who uh. was the king that Saul spared. Which is why God was like, I'm sick of your shit. You don't get to be king no more. I'm putting David in charge. Oh, so okay. So I don't really know. The Bible mentions that. Like, hey, I wonder if this is the same Agag guy. Because Haman just There's hates no Jews. Knowing, We're going to get to that. But, like, why does he hate Jews? Is it might be related to the age-old feud between uh, the Jews led by Saul and King Agag? Well, it gives us some hints why he hates at least one particular Jew. But uh, well, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I don't think he hates anybody. It's not really mentioned. It's kind of a funny way that these things happen. But it, yeah, the, the, point is, the point is, he's just a dude 
who maybe as a meritocracy gets risen to right-hand man by the king of kings. Yes. So, gets all the way to the top. Um, and basically, this Haman, 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 is uh, now receiving all this glory, all this honor, all this respect from everyone. All right? Because, again, one step below the king, you got to almost treat him like the king if you're under him, right? Um, so, when it says whenever he goes, whenever he's walking around, basically, all the royal officials at the king's gate, kneeling down, paying honor to him. Um, and basically, the king had commanded that this is what is going to happen. So he's like, hey, if somebody is my fucking direct lackey, everyone needs to respect him like he's me. Now, there's a problem. Our boy Mordecai, who we've come to know and love, won't kneel down. I don't know why. Yeah, it doesn't it mention why. I, I, I don't know if it's a God thing. I, so again, just for context, I, I saw this. Th- this scene was recreated in VeggieTales. <laughs> and like Haman is like, hey, Mordecai, fucking kneel. And he's like, I only kneel for my king and my God. But like in the Bible itself, the king's like, yeah, if you respect me, respect my dude, bow for him. You know? Yeah. And so Haman's walking around and here comes Mordecai, who's basically a fucking, I don't know, lot lizard. And um, he's <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm, everyone else is bowing for me. Why won't you bow? And he's like, fuck you. I'm Mordecai. And he's like, dude, what the fuck is that guy's deal? Yeah. It's almost, and so Haman sees this happen and is basically just furious. Um, well, he actually doesn't see it. It's the king. There's another royal official that sees Mordecai not bow. Haman doesn't even really notice. All right. So this royal official wanting to like, obviously get a little, you know, get a little brown nosing in, goes to Haman and says, hey, I don't know if you saw, but when you were walking around, Mordecai didn't bow. So this guy's the real piece of shit. I think the worst. Well, I mean... Let's finish the whole. Let's finish the whole basic verse. So basically, the okay. king's servants see him, and they go to Mordecai. Hey, the king has commanded that we all bow to Haman. Why aren't you doing it? And Haman's like, because I'm a Jew, well, which Mordecai, is, but yeah, which is weird. Um, because it's like the whole point from the first two uh, episodes, the first two chapters. Um, Esther's like, I'm going to go live with the king. And he's like, okay, but make sure you don't tell nobody that you're a Jew. That could cause a lot of problems for you. And now here they're like, hey, Mordecai, just so you're aware, we all see you disobeying the king. Why the yeah. fuck are you doing that? And he's like, because I'm a fucking Jew and I don't care who knows it. And they're like, well, I'm going to go tell Haman like I obviously would be doing in this situation. Um, what's weird is that it doesn't even specify that he wouldn't bow because he's a Jew. It merely specifies that he noted that he was a Jew, at least in the wording as I'm reading it. So it says, just to be specific, therefore, they told Haman about it to see whether Mordecai's behavior would be tolerated, for he had told them he was a Jew. So I don't know if, if that's what, I guess there is kind of an implication that his Jewishness is the reason that he won't bow down. Well, my, mine says, uh, like, you know, they, they're talking to Haman to see whether or not Mordecai's words would stand. Because, like, uh, you know, Mordecai's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. And they tell him Mordecai told them that he was a Jew. Like, basically, sure. the servants are like, hey, why aren't you doing this? He's like, I'm a Jew, by the way. Like, Not a I great idea, because basically what he's doing is, uh, obviously, here, he's, it's like if the king comes to you and is like, hey, why aren't you uh, giving me any money? And he's like, actually... None of the people that are like me will give you money. <laughs> it's, kind of, 
throwing them under a bus a little bit, right? It's like aggressive, like, hey, did you guys want to be racist? Because I'm going to give you any excuse you need. Yeah, like he could have just said, sorry, I can't do that. You know, yeah, I don't or, know. And then it just he dies or just, yeah, just a personally like, no, I personally Mordecai, I, give me something to sign because I want to write down you suck and I hate you. Yeah, you know, yeah. that would have made sense. But instead he's like, yeah, I'm a Jew and that's just what Jews do, bro. We fucking hate the right hand man of the king. Yes. So Haman took this as if Mordecai was kicking him out of art school or something <laughs> and, just get, and just gets pissed. Right. And yeah, Hamad's basically like, ooh, that pisses me off, that fucking Mordecai. But you know what? You know what? I'm not a madman. I'm not just going to, like, go out with blind rage and kill this fucking guy, even though I definitely could. Instead, I'm going to plot a holocaust. And here's the thing about plotting holocaust back then. It wasn't done all willy-nilly. No, you roll some dice, and the dice tell you when to do it. That's what yeah, he does. You know, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Let, let, let's get it. So, so Haman is pissed off, you know, but he doesn't want to just fuck up Mordecai alone. He's like, no, no, no. I'm really angry. Yeah. So I'm going to seek to destroy all the Jews who are throughout the whole kingdom of Persia. Correct. Uh, and he's like, okay, but let's find out when I'm going to do it. So he throws dice, like you just said. So it's in the. 12th year of Xerxes' reign that this happened. So five years after Esther had her ascension to queen. So she's she's kind of gotten into the to the run of it, right? Yeah, she's, they've actually probably stopped having sex by now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the fifth year of her being queen. Uh, mm-hmm. And Haman basically, he's like, yeah, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fucking madman. This is also definitely the guy I wouldn't fuck with. You know, no. Like at least Hitler seemed unhinged, but Haman's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to the king. I'm just gonna, you know, make this a law. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh very bizarre. After he rolls the dice and decides that he's gonna do it later that year on this certain month, um, what Adar, the month of Adar, he goes to King Xerxes and he's like, "All right, listen, King. There's this group of people throughout all the provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate. Now, there's already developing right here some." like classic trope type anti-Semitic language. It is it, it, like right here. You're starting to see the archetype of kind of, that. We'll see again during like the bubonic plague, this, and during, the, you know, the, the pogroms happening in Russia, right. of course the Holocaust itself. So this is, this is uh, some dark shit really. So he says, there's these people, they're keeping themselves separate. They have different customs. Basically they're not melding with us. Like I want them to. Now, obviously there's not a problem for Xerxes. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care. Fucking problem. But Haman, just because someone won't bow down to him, suddenly it's like, oh, these people. Are, I, uh, I, I, I feel like it's like, imagine if someone has a certain grudge against a certain type of people, right? Yeah. And then he's like, no, these people, they're coming over, they're refugees, okay. Okay. and they've got their own type of law and their own councils <laughs> that they keep, you know, and they're not really blending in with society, you know, they've got their own way that they dress and shit, you know, and they're wearing burkas and at the beach and stuff, and we got to get rid of them. Okay, it's like an MTG situation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was talking about how like uh, 2016 Sharia law fears. Remember, yeah, yeah. when they were talking about like you Uh, know there's you know there's places in Wisconsin or was it was it Minnesota where there's like no go zones, the no go zones where the Muslims are make they rule with Sharia law, and it's like I don't know if that that's actually happening, but it's the exact same talking points. I stayed in Dearborn a couple years ago, which is like the hot spot of Michigan for that, and it's actually a really chill place. But you didn't get your head cut off. That's weird. I didn't. Well, that I well, know you're of. you're the right gender for that. True. Um, so, 
He goes to search. So he probably he says, wouldn't have even have known. They probably were, according to the, my sources, uh, they run that place with an iron fist. And, yeah, yeah. And every night is Sharia law night, you know, and they, they have yeah. a meeting. Yeah, no pork sausage in the in the Target that I shopped at. No. So upsetting. Um, okay, so he goes to the king. He says, yeah, yeah, there's these people. They don't want to blend in. They don't want to follow our customs. They don't want to obey the king's laws, which now we're getting into. That's technically true. Um, it's a little bit libelous, so, but yeah. So he says, look, it's in the king's best interest to, um, it is not, sorry, in the king's best interest to tolerate them. Um, if it pleases the king, let's put out a decree to be issued to destroy them. And just to make sure this whole little proposition goes over smoothly, I'm going to give you 10,000 talents of silver just as a little, you know, thanks. Which yeah. that's where all, suddenly this becomes clearly fucked up. Yeah, so it, it'd be like it'd be like if Colin Powell was like, or if George Bush was going to Congress, he's like, "Listen, guys, we got to invade Iraq. These guys are fucking bad dudes. We got to go in there." I got Colin Powell with his little fucking dusting of anthrax and shit. Also, I'm gonna give you each five k. <laughs> it is exactly like that, and uh, like, I don't know. It about worked this war. in the same way that that would have worked because what does the king say? Hey, actually, keep your money. Let's do it. <laughs> You know what? Just I, like Congress. I, yeah, this is actually a great idea. I don't see any downside. Let's uh, a, a Holocaust. You say? Am I using that word right? Have, is that the word for this? <laughs> yeah. How did you say so that word? Basically, Holocaust. Huh. I see the king more as the George W. Right, and Haman is more of like the Cheney or a Rumsfeld or whoever the fuck you please, right? Coming to him like, hey, I know you're an idiot and what have you. And there's these people over in some country that you can't even pronounce, to be honest, even though it's only four letters for long. And, uh, well, we need to blow them up. Trust me. And in fact, I'll make sure that you get all the calzones you want delivered right to your, uh, whatever that office is in the Capitol building. Regardless. The Oval Office? The White House. The Oval Office. That one. Jeez. Well, I was thinking about the shape of calzones. I couldn't think about other shapes at the, at right, the same yeah, time. Right. The semicircle, the two semicircle yeah, yeah. office, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, anyways, of course, Bush slash Xerxes is like, yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah! I don't even need. I don't even like calzones. America and, will uh, never be stronger than this day. Correct. <laughs> so he says, sign it. Uh, keep the money. Let's do it. Do, he says, in fact, do with the people as you please. Which not a good line to have. Yeah, right. that will definitely come up in the trials afterwards. Correct. So, sure enough, on the 13th day of the first month, the uh, secretaries were summoned. They write out all these scripts, send it out to every province and every language of those lands, uh, letting them know that, hey, on a certain day, right, that that month talked about earlier, we're going to destroy and kill and annihilate. I'm not kidding. It has all those words. Mm-hmm. All the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a single day, the 13th day of the 12th month. So, and that's kind of so. Yeah, I didn't really. When I was reading the first time, I didn't really understand the whole connection. So the point is, is like he rolls the dice. Hey, when am I going to annihilate all the Jews? Then he goes to the king to get permission, and then he they send out letters. Hey, on this day, I already I already planned it out. I already you know saved the date. Yeah. Uh, on this day, we're going to eliminate all the Jews from the kingdom of Persia, which is basically all the Jews that are left anyway. Um. Again. And, and we talked about this in the first episode in Esther. Very Shakespearean corny. Very over the top. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, you couldn't just tell them to do it now. Yeah. And you couldn't just be like, hey, by the way, let's just make the Jews the enemies of the state. And let's just let's just start killing them today. You know? Yes. 
uh, it, it's, it's got a very shit. it's got a very uh, order 66 vibe to it you know yeah, like all these yeah. people are just gonna be walking around being like oh yeah we gotta kill all the jews on thursday yeah it's good drama it's awful history you know that maybe I mean, we don't know though i i don't have any evidence against it that this isn't how things were done for all it, it might seem stupid to us but yeah, for all we know, you know, they were frog people and they... Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, in 200 years, cars. the idea of the president getting into a fight with a 15-year-old Swedish girl on Twitter might seem absurd. And we'd be like, that would never happen, but... And I saw that coming, personally. But I hear what you're saying. <laughs> so, the, the couriers go out and they spread this message, and then they're all, like, hanging out to drink. But the city of Shushan was perplexed. Yeah, good for them. I, I That's guess the capital... It, yeah, yeah, we, t- we mentioned that last episode. So the capital is like, what? You know, they're like, what? We have to kill all the Jews? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's new rules coming out. Just heads up. Yeah, just so you know. Couple weeks, um, we're gonna start extermination protocol sixty six. The crazy part is that they didn't just tell this to like the executioners or the soldiers or whatever. They tell everyone. So imagine you're a Jew, and this order comes out that, by the way, Jews. Just so you all know. We're on this day of this upcoming month. We're going to kill all of you. Well, and I it, mean, I think. So let's say I'm one of the rich ones. You know, that's like I'm like, oh, time to go. You know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, yeah, George no Soros my way the fuck out of there. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that they're looking for movement like that, though. I know? mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't think Haman. Well, I was gonna say I wonder if Haman just wants them fucking gone. But it sounds more like it's a vengeful, vindictive action, you know? Yeah. But um, obviously the real reason, and that's sort of knocking the, the um, well, who knows? Anytime something is unreal or unrealistic, you just go, well, that's because God wanted it that way. Because the reason really that he's giving all these people for notice that he's going to execute them is basically kind of movie style, you know, movie plot style to give the Jews the chance to outwit it, you know, or, or to come up with a plan or, or circumvent this action, you know, Hey, I'm going to fire the death star in 30 minutes. Good fucking luck. And they're like, we got to do it now, you know? Sure. So just to clear them out, a a call to action type situation, you know? Yeah. It's very, it's very, as you mentioned, Shakespearean, you know, it's, if they had just been like, Hey, start killing Jews. Now get your weapons tonight. Go do it. Then none of the events, you know, that are going to transpire could have happened. Could have happened, right? Yeah, you had to build this up for what's going to happen in the next couple for, chapters. For so some reason, true. it's important that every Jew knows that they're about to die in a few weeks. Yeah, interesting fact. As as we were reading through that, I was looking up some like other sources on Haman, mm-hmm. which he's not mentioned outside of anything besides Abrahamic religion, right? There's nothing about him in any sort of, uh, I guess, Persian text. Uh-huh. Um. But what is funny is that in the Quran, okay. instead of being the like right-hand man of Xerxes, he plays the right-hand man of Pharaoh during the Moses story. Haman? There's yep. a Haman character? He's the grand, He plays the exact same dude, but for Pharaoh during all of that Moses shit going down. And is it the kind exact same plot? Is he like, I'm going to kill all the Jews? Same, same name, similar plot. Mm. Yeah. Which makes sense for uh, the Moses story, actually, you know? very bizarre yeah well i mean also moses was like a troublemaker who would just like show up in front of the pharaoh and start shit and then just like walk away you know yeah 
But he's telling Mo- he's telling Pharaoh like, "Oh, Moses is a sorcerer, and oh, we can't we can't let these people go. We got to kill them all and stuff yeah, like that." Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Mo- I, I always like Moses just being like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna fucking destroy Egypt." And Pharaoh's like, "Let him go. We have to respect the freedom of speech <laughs> in this country." <laughs> yeah, mutually assured destruction and stuff. Okay, so that is the end of chapter three. Um, chapter four basically is Mordecai's response to all this. So he hears about it, right? Because, again, this is the word on the street. We're killing off an entire, you know, whatever, 5% of the population or however many of these people are Jewish. Right. I don't know. Um, so he does the classic thing that we've seen throughout this book so far and rips his clothing, puts on sackcloth, covers himself in ashes, which, yuck, but whatever. Right. Um, just he's in mourning, Right. And and so we, we've seen this. This is a traditional response. In, yeah, David you know, did it at one point. Everyone fucking does it. Every every person in the Bible does it. You know? yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I feel sad about time. Time to wear a sackcloth and cover myself in bullshit. This is before they had like emo music. So what are you right, going to do? Right, right, right. This is before you could like pin a teary bullshit soliloquy on TikTok. Exactly. So uh, every province is getting this order. Um Mordecai puts all this stuff on and decides to like go and try and see Esther, but he can't even like get in close because he's so dirty. So, I, I like, like it. He can only get as far as the king's gate because he's not allowed yeah. in because he looks like shit. Again, I don't think Mordecai's a smart guy. Well, again, this is a dumb story. Right. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, he's like, I have to see Esther. Why don't you wash your face? I can't. I'm sad. Yeah. Right, well, so it is in. imperative that he sees the queen as soon as possible. The only way to do that is to just go right then, dressed as you are. But he puts on, it's like basically, you know, covering himself in like small weapons and trying to go into through like the TSA checkpoint. It's like, you could, you could have just flown. Why did you cover yourselves in knives to show us you were I mean, sad? You know, you know, you know he, reminds me, he reminds me of like some anti-masker Karen getting into an yeah. argument at the Trader Joe's be like, I need this almond milk to feed my children. Just put on the fucking mask and you can shop. Like, no, are you saying to me that my children have to starve? No, I'm just saying you have to put on your fucking mask. He's like, you guys are being unreasonable. Put on your fucking mask, Karen. You can have all the milk you want. Yeah, yeah, he's a, uh, I don't know, he's like, stupid He's like, I must see the queen. There are thousands of lives in jeopardy. You have to wash, all right? You're not no. just, I'm not letting you into the fucking palace area dressed like shit. You look like a fucking like bag a of beans. He's like, I have yeah. to go. Put on something other than sack. Anything at all would have been fine. You but guys yeah, are killing the Jews. It. You know that, right? Like, no, no, you are killing the Jews by your obstinate dickish behavior, which, by the way, started all this. Yeah, well, come on. Let's cut him some slack. No, I don't want to bow Mordecai. down to that guy I hate either. Mordecai. Would you have bowed down to Haman? Uh, I mean, put it in context, all right? Cuck. <laughs> 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 let's say, let's say I am in the military and I'm like a fucking second lieutenant, right? Yeah. Okay. And the general has his colonel, and the colonel's walking around, and I don't salute him, and they're like, "What the fuck's that about?" He's like, "Yeah, but you." So I only salute generals or above. And everyone's like, the yeah, fuck? What if he was just a guy that worked at the gas station on base, though? Yeah, but it's not a guy that works at the gas station on base. It's the right hand of the king. Like, what are you fucking new? No, 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 no. I'm saying Mordecai is the guy that works at the gas station on base. Oh. Okay. He's like, I'm out of the military. He's well, like, said, everyone on base salutes me. And he's like, I'm out of the military, though. You know? That's what I'm saying, though. That's the problem. He's not a second lieutenant. He he's just scared. works on base at the BX. And the guy's like, you're going to respect me. I don't care. And then he's like, we got to kill all of the military, all the contractors on base. 
<laughs> and the uh, general's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, all right, do okay. it. Man. Sounds right. What did you so, say? You said uh, he was Mexican? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just trying to get to her. So, But what happens is uh, eventually the eunuchs and the female attendants that, that like see Esther, make sure Esther's all clean and shit, they leave from time to time, I would imagine, and they see Mordecai out there at the gate because he can't come in. And so eventually the word gets back to her. Um, and so she sent, she gets like her most trusted eunuch of the king's eunuchs, rather, and orders him to find out what the fuck Mordecai is doing out there at the gate. Um, smart lady. You know, she's like, I, I can't go out there because I'm, you know, a queen. But It's kind of weird how it posits this kind of story. So, yeah, yeah. So, so. Obviously, she is the queen, and she probably doesn't know what's happening down at the city streets. She's probably not aware of, like, the city politics. She's just supposed to be there to get, you know, plowed. Um, yeah. And the eunuchs are taking care of every, every whim. And they're like, hey, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but Mordecai's just freaking out outside. She's like, oh, well, get him dressed, I guess, and bring him in, you know. It, it kind of comes to a point that's going to come back later. I'm, so just setting up the theme that we're going to then hammer and slap you in the face with. Of yeah. Mordecai kind of being fucking useless. And Esther kind of having to be the voice of reason on her quote unquote father figure. I don't know. It's just like it's like Mordecai. You goddamn know well what you need to do. If you really gave a shit, you'd just put on the fucking right clothes and, and come in if it was important. But instead, it's up to Esther to be like, hold on, hold on, just fucking wash his ass, give him some clothes, bring him in. Well, I think, and and this story, let's assume that it's like a fable, right? Right. It's a it's a a, a schematic narrative, etc. His whole role in this story is to be the conscience and the principle of the Jewish people. You know? Yeah, I know you blow a, I know you literally just blew a raspberry like a three year old at that, which is fair, because <laughs> it is dumb. But that's like that's what he's supposed to well, be. It's, it's like it's like it's like the dumb. way like a toddler stands up for its principles. It's not based in any sort of cost, risk, value proposition, you know. Well he's have you seen what God does to cunt. them? Have you seen what God does to them when they don't listen? I guess. I don't it's know. It's got nothing to do with on. that, you know? Uh-huh. Fair enough. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, let's get uh, it. So, he go- yeah, finally, this Hathak guy, the, the uh, eunuch, comes out to Mordecai. And Mordecai tells him everything that's happening. Uh, he, sell- he Somehow he knows about the money that Haman offered to the king, which I don't buy that. that why would he know about that? And I don't know why it's important. Yeah. Like, H- but he tells like, him the it, whole it's like, story. He's like, did you know that Haman is going to wipe out all the Jews? He's like, oh, my God. He's like, did you know that he was about to give the king a bribe? He's like, oh. I yeah. Mean, yeah, another like, enormous hole in this story because there's yeah. no reason that he would know. Did you know that Bill Cosby was drugging and raping women for decades? Like, yeah, I, I, I can't believe that. That's wild. He's like, and did you also know that he lied on his fucking college entrance exams? Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's very bizarre. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like I, that, yeah, that first yeah. thing you said was fucking wild. The second thing you said, okay, <laughs> it's not good, but whatever. Yeah. yeah uh, so he he basically shows him the copy of the of the edict right about the annihilation. Um, he he lets him, which is insane that the eunuch wouldn't have known because last chapter it said that the entire city was like in a hubbub about this. Well, again, this so, is her personal attendance. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it's they, the they king's got, eunuch. They got oils guys, and feathers to bring and shit. I don't know. Maybe you know. this guy. This, remember, this isn't her eunuch. This is the king's eunuch. Uh, okay. How the fuck does this guy not know about it? Uh, anyway, whatever. We'll let it go. Would so, they cut your ears off too, Hathok? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, because he's listening to Mordecai, but I, I get your drift. Uh, so he, he 
gives it all to this guy um, to show to Esther and explain it to her and says, all right, uh, you need to tell her to, once she realizes all this, to go to the king's presence and fucking get on her knees and plead to save the Jews because she is one of us, right? I mean, she was told not to let anyone know. I'm assuming no one knows that she's a Jew still at right. this point. But Mordecai's like, all right, gigs up. We got to fucking play all the cards we got. We got to, you know, do our best. I, I This really pisses me off. Uh, well, let, let's continue. But okay. at its core, Mordecai started this fucking mess. Whether or not you want to say it's reasonable. But he's like, by the way, Esther, you got to step in and fix my shit. And it's even worse than that. And we're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hathak goes back, reports to Esther. Um, he's like, hey, um, this is basically everything that your your cousin said to me. So she says, all right, go back to Mordecai and tell him that, look, all the king's officials, all the royal people, they all know that you can't just go to the king unless you've been summoned. If you go to the king and you haven't been summoned, he literally has to, like, wave his scepter at you or you get fucking struck down right there. You're executed. Yeah. Like, it's not a fucking game. This is like... You got to make sure that you've been invited, etc. Now, she could probably send someone to like ask somehow, but whatever. Again, dumb loopholes. Uh, we'll take it at its worst. Basically, Esther living her life, doing her fucking thing, right? Mordecai starting shit at the gate can't just fucking bow. So all yeah. this started because Mordecai is too much of a fucking man to bow. He can't go is that far out of his way. So now yeah. he's telling Esther, here's what I need you to do. I need you to risk your fucking life. And go to the king and break the laws of our land to just show up uninvited to the king and plead for the Jews, which, by the way, I told you to keep a secret, but I didn't. And started okay. this whole mess. You're being a little too cynical about Mordecai right Fuck now. Mordecai. Let's let's talk about that. This whole yeah, thing started I, because Mordecai bragged about how he was a Jew and won't follow the fucking laws. And now he's telling her to break the laws. No. Okay. And violate so, the secrecy about being a Jew. I, I don't know. The whole thing started because he was being obstinate, yes. But at this point, it's no longer just his problem, right? And Esther probably should do something about it if she can. All right. So here, here's, Because it's here. not just him. It's every man, woman, and child right. of her ancestry in the biggest kingdom on the planet okay. is going to be executed if she doesn't intervene. All right, here's the so analogy let's not just I'll, be like, oh, it's for Mordecai. Here's the analogy I have. All oh, right. great. Here's your oversimplified wrong analogy. So you're in the shitty trailer park, right? With your uncle Mordecai. And he's like, oh, you got to be chased. You got to don't drink. Don't drink. Drinking's evil. You got to do these things. And then you you get the hookup and you marry the governor, right? Yeah. And then your uncle, while driving drunk, crashes into a bus, right? Okay. Kills a kid. Now, he's about to go to jail for DUI. And you're like, yeah. hey, listen, I know you haven't told people we're related, but I need you to go to the governor and get me a pardon or you're a pussy. Yeah, that's such a stupid. But again, it's not his life on the line. Whatever. It is. Oh, oh, and he's like, and by the way, if I go to jail for this DUI, then all my kids are going to starve. You know, I'm supporting three no. fucking pieces of shit. No. They'll go, go to, to jail, jail, too. Does that make the analogy happy for you, you piece no, of shit? No, it doesn't. Because every single Jew on earth, basically, because remember, Jerusalem is where? In the provinces of Persia, literally every Jew on the planet is going to be exterminated if she doesn't do something. So I, I hear what you're saying. As a result of Mordecai's being a cunt. Which is stupid to begin with. Haman's a piece of shit. <sighs> All he had to do Let's was not, bow. Don't cut him off the fucking, don't cut him off the line. Don't let him go. 
Haman is the bad guy here. No, no. Mordecai, Mordecai, been a- Mordecai was asking for it. Dressing like that and acting oh, that shut way. Shut the fuck up. Okay, so you admit defeat. Because <laughs> no, you're doing your little joke thing now. The point is that she does need to do something if she can. R- and risk her life. Right? At this point. Otherwise, literally all the Jews on the planet right, are gone. Well, uh, b- back to the story. She, he's like, you got to go talk to the king and try to okay, save okay. all the Jews. And Esther's yeah. like, that will get me killed. And that gets well, us into Mordecai's thing. Be like, you know. It's not that it's going to get her killed. It's that she's scared. Well, I mean, it's probably. I don't blame her. It's probably going to get her killed. And we all remember what happened to the last wife that stepped out. Yeah, but she's going to step in. <laughs> and she's sexy as hell, baby. It's only been five years. Yeah, she ain't yeah, got she's too still, much wrinkles. She's still all right. She's, still, she's only 17. Oh, God. <laughs> now. <laughs> She was 12 when the first. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, he goes back and tells, uh, tells us, or tells Mordecai, right? The eunuch goes back, tells Mordecai all this. And there's, here's where he gets like, he becomes a bit of a piece of shit. So Mordecai sends this message back. He says, do not think that because you're in the king's house, uh, you alone of all the Jews will escape. So first off, he's saying, Hey, he's going to find out you're a Jew and kill you too, which I don't believe whatever. Um, but he says, for if you remain silent right now, relief and deliverance is still going to come to the Jews. He's like, hey, look, God's going to save us. I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is that if you don't do it, you're going to be punished for not saving us, for not being a part of God's plan. Now, that's just horseshit. This is stupid. I, it, it's it's manipulative, right? Like, yeah. His argument yeah. is like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy. My, my brain's warped by this shit. But you don't need one. I mean, he, it's he's like, He's like, you need to go save the Jews. And she's like, that would be very risky for me. I'm pretty well set up. You know, and he's like, listen, you don't have to. We'll be taken care of. But by you not doing this, you're kind of putting yourself in a fucking bind when when shit goes south. You know? Yeah, it's such a stupid approach. Instead of just harping on the fact that, once again, every Jew, man, woman, child is going to be executed. Like, that's a selling point enough. You don't got to be like, you know... uh, you know, this is also something you're going to miss out on on getting to be a hero. It's just such a weird little. I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna to I'm gonna backtrack on my analogy a little bit. I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna say that Mordecai is part of like the mafia. Oh my god, a crime okay. family, and one of his Great. daughters who he's like, listen, you you know, as far as anyone t- asks, you know, you're not a Capricorni. You know, you're just a sure. normal. <laughs> okay. you, and then she gets married to some rich guy, you know, and then or, President or, Joseph the, Biden, the, the Attorney General. You know, the Attorney no, General no, no, is correct. Because Joe Biden's wife is Italian, so let's uh, do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so she's Jill Biden. So she's so yeah. So she's Jill Biden, and then yeah. Joe Biden is like, we gotta crack down on the mafia, and he sends his Attorney General, who might be trans. I can't remember which one that one was. No, <laughs> Janet. Yeah, let's say Janet Yellen does this. The, yeah, the first ever reason. female Secretary of the Treasury. Yeah. wants to kill all the Jews. Wants to kill all the Jews. They're going to take the banks back, right? The Italians. Sorry. <laughs> kill <all> the Italians. <laughs> we're all over the place. Yeah, we're all over the place. <laughs> and he's like, listen, you got to fucking talk to the president and get us all pardoned. She's like, that would ruin my life to do that. And he's like, listen, we're the mafia, all right, bitch? We got, we got, <laughs> we can definitely fight our way out of this. We're going to be okay. There's Providence will come for us, but yeah. I'm going to remember what you fucking did, you bitch. And so it's <laughs> And so is Italian God, which yeah, is, I don't yeah. know, whatever an Italian God is. Just a little bit rapier than normal God. Yeah, he's the Pope. Right. Literally, that's how that's how I describe the Pope. Okay, so I think everyone gets the fucking point now. It's up to Esther, and Mordecai uses this weird manipulative tactic to try and get her to feel bad and, and, and try and save the Jews herself. So she says back to him, she says, look, 
Go gather together all the Jews who are in the city and start fasting for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My attendants and I will also fast. And when it's done, I'm going to go to the king. Wish me fucking luck. Let's do this. Woo! And so he goes off and does what she said. It's the, uh, I was going to say the Italian job. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but yeah, okay. (laughs) It's Ocean's Three, but it's like. All right, we're going to do this fucking heist. You guys got to go lay low for a bit. I'm going to fucking. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, that's the end of chapter four. Correct. Let's keep on rolling. Yeah, yeah one more chapter. Chapter five, is, right. chapter five is, is short and simple. I'm going to try to teach you this through it. So um, on the third day, Esther puts on her, which I guess is significant, three days of fasting, all that bullshit. We, I don't know. If, yeah. if you're a numerology nerd, I feel like we got to bring it up whenever they like mention a specific name on the seventh year, on the twelfth month, on the third day, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah, on yeah. the third day, she, ladies, pay attention. So <laughs> on the third day, she gussies up. She gets herself looking good. And yeah. she goes and stands outside the king's court. And she's just lurking there, right? Yeah. And the king's, like, working with his boys, and then he, like, sees her, and he's like, what? what? What's this? And um, he's like, yeah, yeah, come on over here. And he touches her with his golden scepter. Let's just say real quick, imagine how bad her pee smells. She didn't drink for three days. It's just, like, pure bile. I hope <laughs> she, like, washed up really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. God, <laughs> look, here's all I'm really freak. getting at. Okay. <laughs> here's all I'm really getting at. Okay, no, flesh this out if for you- me. If you need to, like, seduce the king, basically. You want to make your pee smell good? No, it's not about the pee was a joke. The point is, uh, if you're not going to eat or drink for three days, you're going to be in quite a state. Right? You're not going to be looking. You're going to look haggard. No, I think she's probably looking model thin. You know, she's no, just looking. Dehydration just, is not good for you. It does not look good on you. She's, Lips are she, chapped. She's just, um, I don't think. Saggy she, eyelids. She went three days without drinking. Yeah, that's like borderline death. She's not doing good. All right, whatever. I mean, maybe she had, maybe it's like when you and I used to wrestle, like you fast for three days and then right, and then right after weigh in, you just eat like a whole loaf of bread. And yeah, like a, a six foot sub. Yeah, six foot sub, an entire jug of, of honey. Milk. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two gallons <laughs> <Maybe>. of milk. <laughs> she just immediately resuscitates. Yeah. Like she took a health potion. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. so anyway, so she's hanging outside. The king notices her just lurking around, looking like a hot, like a like a tasty thought. And yeah. uh, he's like, "Whoa, hey, scepter, bonk, come on in. What what's on your mind?" He he says more than that. He says, "Hey, listen, what do you want? Because I'll give you up to half of the kingdom if that's what you want right now. You're looking fine, yeah, my lady. She's looking she's looking Beyonce good. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh." Even five years in, he has not lost an ounce of love for this woman. It's beautiful, actually. Right. He's like, yeah, you know what? Hey, is that my... Well, I mean, think about his problem with his last... Uh, okay, so the last wife, right? He's Vashti like, or whatever the yeah, fuck Vashti, Vashti. He's like, guys, my fucking wife is so fucking hot. You got to see this chick. Come on over. And she's like, get fucked. And he's like, oof. I'm going to take away all your kingdom. Here's his queen looking like a tasty snack. It's like it's like when you're when you're having the boys over. And you're watching yeah. the big game. And then your woman just comes out with a tray full of well, Tatinos. And she knows. She knows that going down there could get her killed. <laughs> <laughs> we might de- she does it anyway. Yeah, we might descend upon her like a you know, like an Indian bus ride, you know. But it's <laughs> <Come on, man. laughs> instead, she's got a tray full of Tatinos. 
And you're like, okay. whoa, this is a fucking good lady, you know? Pizza rolls? Yeah, and she just showed up with those pizza rolls, and you're just like, ooh. And then she's got, like, a tray of, like, I don't know, um, charcuterie, you know? Oh, and you're okay. just – and there, she's just – Yeah, been, that, goes with, that, that goes with Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> there's, there's some caviar. There's some creme fraiche. There's four types of cured meat, and then a big old Bagel fucking – A greasy <laughs> bucket of Totino's. With dipping sauces included. Yeah, with dipping sauces included. So you know, you're like, you're like, ooh, girl. And in that moment, you're like, I'd give you half the fucking kingdom, girl. Make yeah. it look good. Anyway, I bet. So uh, she says, no, 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 I don't need the half the kingdom, or whatever. Thanks, cool, cool, cool. Even though she could have taken it and just put all the Jews there, bada bing, bada boom, <laughs> off. But and then they would have had half a kingdom. Yeah, that would have been the. Yeah, that was the right play. I don't know what she she's was thinking. dumb as hell. Yeah, she's like, bitch. I just want this country of Israel. He's right? like. <laughs> Yeah, can you just give me Israel back? Just something? No, no. Because yeah, he's like, he's like, I will give you anything you want, half the kingdom. She's like, oh, I was just um thinking about having a barbecue, and that's what she says. Yeah, she's handed actually the answer to all of her problems, and it's like, no, 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 I want to play out this stupid court intrigue scheme that I have yeah. fucking planned up. I already God, started people. brining the pork. Like, I'm just gonna have to. Yeah, like, she's going to M. Night this whole fucking thing for some reason. I don't know. Um, So she says to him, no, 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 uh, if it pleases the king, let the king, together with Haman, because he's basically, you know, king two, uh, let him come, let you guys both come to a banquet that I I have prepared. Like, right now, let's go to the banquet. And the king's like, fuck yeah, all right. Get Haman, we're going over to Esther's place, to her side of the palace or whatever. So they're at the banquet, they're drinking wine, and finally the king, you know, Getting comfortable, enjoying the he's banquet. He's like, some hey, tasty so, treats, you know. He's like, I see what you're doing. You're trying to gussy me up, you know. We're trying to, get, we're you're, trying to get. So you're, you're making this lubricated. You're trying to, you're trying to get to my heart through my stomach, and I love it. Oh yeah, he's like, what do you want? I, I'll give you three quarters if, of the kingdom. He if it were me, that. and I mean, we've all been there. You're just sitting there, your belly distended, your face covered in rib sauce, you oh. know. And she's just making spare ribs, and she's just handing you like, bitch, do you want to fucking make a baby? Is that what this is about? Yeah. You're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to get married. He, he reminds her, in fact, he says again, I will give you, I'm not fucking around, I'll give you half the kingdom. And she's like, no, 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 uh, here's my request. I want you and the, if you regard me with favor, I want you and Haman to come back to banquet tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, lady. Like, what is like, your fucking, uh, like, like, no, I just want a banquet to electric boogaloo. And they're like, all right, this is a great, this is, this is, this is a fucking queen. Yeah, I'll eat this again if tomorrow. I was, if I was with my boys... And I'm just sitting there. We're playing cards and making sexist jokes. And yeah. his woman comes in. is like, hey, I'm thinking about making a whole fucking spread tomorrow. You guys come. I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. And then like we're like, okay, what is this? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, I just wanted to throw you another banquet. I'd be like, oh, my God. Bro, if you don't yeah. marry her, I will. I'm literally there. Easy peasy. Yeah, fucking dumb. Um, so we cut. All right. End scene. Assume, presumably, he says yes. Uh so, th- so we cut to So they've got Haman. one banquet down and another one yeah. on the books. And Haman is feeling just totally fucking filled with delicious meats, I assume. You know, some fine cheeses if those weren't yeah. yet. You know. Oh, he's feeling amazing. He's got some wine in his belly. And he's leaving the palace, of course, going past the king's gate. And who does he fucking see? <laughs> 
I love him. He's just like he's just like mopping up the fucking. I'm a, I'm, I'm just thinking about ribs with like a little bit of scallions chopped yeah. on. Oh man, like a fucking yeah. Asian reduction sauce. And he's yeah. just like wiping his face. His beard's covered in fucking sweet and spicy sauce. And then yeah. as he's like, oh man, I was hanging out with the queen today. Today was a fucking hell of a day, man. I'm just chilling with the king. I'm gonna commit a genocide later this week. I'm feeling pretty fucking great. And then as he's mopping his beard, there's fucking Mordecai. Yeah, yeah. So he he uh sees this dude and what of course what does uh Mordecai do? Doesn't bow. Right? Oh, son of a bitch. Once again. Which is unforgivable, right? Like you already know what not bowing got you the first time. And yeah. now Esther is risking her life with this fucking spy plot. And then all- To be fair, the Jews aren't allowed to bow, I don't think. What? Jews bow. I don't think they're allowed to bow. They're allowed to, to bow. The kings. No, that's idolatry. Because he bows to the king. He just doesn't bow no, to him. He doesn't bow. It's not idolatry. When did he bow to the king? He doesn't bow to the king. Well, he doesn't bow to the king, I guess. But I don't think there's any mention of him. There's no mention that he can't bow. It's not idolatry. He's not worshiping the king. He's just, I mean, a bow is a show of respect for the title, you know? At least, okay. So, yeah, I hear you. It's not, it doesn't seem like idolatry, but that is how it's interpreted by, like, Jewish scholars. That's because they're fucking apologists for this bullshit behavior of his. Well, obviously, I'm just saying that's what they believe. Oh, yeah, you just narrowly avoided a genocide. You know, Esther's risking everything she's got, and she's got a lot to risk. Mordecai barely has clothes, and Esther's the queen of everything, and she's risking her position to save Mordecai's fucking ass. And then that night, after all that bullshit, you better do something to save Israel. Uh, Mordecai walks past him on and is like, nah, man, fuck you. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, well, I mean, you have a point. It's definitely stupid. I'm not going to debate you on that. But I, I feel like for all the things we've seen God do to the Jews, I understand not wanting to piss him off as well. Like, that's almost more of an existential threat if you believe all this stuff. Right. You know. So, whatever. Because he can be saved from Mordecai. Or, sorry, he can be saved from Haman. He can't be saved from God. God is like Freddy Krueger. He'll get you. <laughs> get you while you're sleeping. Uh, yeah. So Haman sees this shit, and he's like, God damn it, I fucking hate Mordecai. But you know what? I already have a plan in place. I'm not going to let it ruin my fucking day. I'm just going to go home to my wife and my friends, and I'm, you know, I'm going to get over this. Yeah, so he goes to, he gets all of his friends together and his wife, and he just starts boasting to them to make himself feel better. This is really pathetic, I think, and speaks to Haman's uh, nature. I mean, yeah, he like he 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 feels emasculated and embarrassed that fucking Mordecai, a guy who's covered in bullshit, yeah, yeah. Uh, won't even show him respect. So to kind of like boost his self esteem after that, he brings all his friends. He's like, guys, I had a fucking hell of a week. I like did a genocide, getting that planned. That was pretty cool for me. I got to eat yeah. with the queen. I, I by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm second in command of the king. You know, I'm doing then at, really fucking great. As he's telling this story, though, you can feel him winding down because he's like, "Yeah, I got to eat, you know, eat with Esther." And but you know what? None of this is giving me satisfaction as long as I have to see that Jew Mordecai <laughs> sitting at the king's gate. That's uh, what he says. I, I mean, I think I think you see it like you know, it. it if I was like wealthy. You know, like uber wealthy. And I've got everything going for me. I'm king of the world. I've got multiple, I don't know, blimps. You know, I don't know what a sign of wealth is. But I've got multiple zeppelins, you know. And then I come home and uh, there's just a hobo masturbating in my front yard. I'm like, "Ah, 
you know, you can have all the riches in the world, but I got to come home to this Look, shit. Okay, let's. You're giving Haman too much credit because let's say that the homeless guy is just walking down the street near your house. Like he's not. Come on, he didn't bow to you. Oh no! No, well, I mean, he's a servant. He's he's a citizen. Uh, 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 Let's change the analogy. Change that. You're rich. You're wealthy. You're like the VP of the company. And then like you happen to walk by the Starbucks in the lobby, and you're like, "What up, man?" And the lobby guy just fucking gives you the finger. You'd be like, "That's weird." Doesn't even give you the finger. Just as like. I mean, he might as well be, you know. Rolls his eyes. Okay, okay, here's what he does. He opens the door, but he doesn't hold it for you. And you're like, the fuck, man? Yeah, like that. Like, I'm the VP of the company. You can't fucking hold the door for me? Yeah, deal Uh, with it. I'll fucking kill your whole family, kid. Well, he thinks he will. See how that turns out for him. Okay, so he says this. He says this to his family and his friends and his wife and all his friends being smart people say to him, hey, look, tomorrow, get a 75 foot tall pole. All right. So picture that in your head. Get a 75 foot tall pole and have the king sit Mordecai's sweet little ass down on it and impale him on this pole. Oh, Uh, impale him. Mine says hang him. It's a 70 foot tall gallows to just hang him. Nah, man, that's not how the fucking Persians rolled, buddy. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's weird that our no. Bible has two totally different interpretations of that. They set uh, you on the pole and you slide but, down But it. yeah, he's like, you know, man, life's good, but I got to come home and see Mordecai being a fuck to me. And they're like, baby, 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 let's just hang him or impale yeah. him, whichever version of the Bible you're reading. You know, let's just fucking kill that guy. And let's do yeah. it with a 70-foot tall monument to fucking pain. And he's like, you know what? Hell yeah. That's why I married you. <laughs> And so he's he's kind of cheers up at that idea. Um, it delights him, and he goes to sleep with his little, you know, belly full of banquet. Yeah, and, uh, he's got a belly he full of banquet. His his wife probably gave him a sweet handy, you know. Yeah, and he's just going to bed with a smile. It's like, you know what? I am gonna kill Mordecai tomorrow. That's gonna be a Hell cool, yeah. That's gonna be a rich full day. Yeah, sweet dreams, and sweet dreams to you too, audience, because that's where we're gonna end the story. Yeah. I think for now. Yeah. So Esther has accomplished very little, had a couple of banquets, got another banquet on the books coming up. Yeah. Uh, while she's dicking around, um, uh, Haman is planning to murder Mordecai tomorrow. That's right. And that's where we'll Which be. is exciting. Yeah. It was exciting. I can't wait for this next banquet and see if she finally asks. <laughs> it would be funny if it was just a series of barbecues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. What a, what I wonder a, if anyone tried that with Hitler. Couple. Like he's like, guys, I'm thinking about doing crystal knock, and you're like, I am having a picnic. If I could just get you to come to that picnic. Well, the big difference here, of course, is that imagine if Hitler didn't even care about Jews, didn't hate them, but like Goring did or something, <laughs> and was trying to orchestrate the Holocaust just by like like nudging Hitler in the wrong direction. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like Goring just has like a fucking unpaid intern who's kind of a shit, and he's like, is that yeah. guy that that guy's Jewish, right? Uh, yeah, we got to do something about all the Jews. Yeah. Whereas if Xerxes was the one that hated the Jews, I don't think the story would even happen. It would just be like, oh, they're all dead. Suddenly. <laughs> they're done, you know? yeah. uh, they get to go. Be like the, the way front- he dealt with his wife. You know, the yeah. man's decisive. Man is decisive. I mean, uh, he certainly um, leads by committee, though. I mean, he wasn't man enough to just be like, you know, what, I'm going to fuck you my wife. He's like, come on, boys. Tell me what to do. Yeah. So he certainly yeah. respects counsel. That's true. But uh, the point is that Haman does not quite have the power that he wishes he did, um, which is hamstringing him in his efforts. But, you know, he's getting there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that... 
I, I'm thinking of like when Joseph was second in command to like the Pharaoh. Yeah. Which now, oh yeah, well, okay, yeah. I think we can go back to Cheney with this, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. So Cheney doesn't have much power. He's just the VP. He needs the president to sign off on the war in Iraq. Fine. Okay, we can, yeah. we can go with that analogy. I, I was just thinking to myself, like Joseph, on the other hand, had operational authority. Sure. You know, he was more like a Kamala Harris figure, where he's like up, you know, basically running the show. Yeah, yeah. He's got the ring and right, shit. Right, 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 right. Although I guess Haman did too at this point, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the pharaoh was like, "Hey, you're my, you're." And now that's Egypt. This is Persia. It's been yeah. what uh, fifteen hundred fucking years since then. So something like that. Yeah. So whatever. But um. So whatever. But uh. <sighs> fun stuff. It is a fun stuff. It I mean, a, let, 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 let's talk about what we've read. So we kind of the theme of these three chapters that we covered three four and five uh, you, you kind of have the whole like I, I don't like mordecai first off i don't i don't like the incongruity of him being like i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna lift a fucking finger to save israel or the jews i guess is the technical term now uh i'm yes. just gonna beg esther to come save my ass you know and then keep fucking up i don't know he just seems like a goofball yeah. character i hear you i mean again he- He's. I feel these characters are much less real than some of the others we've encountered that seem to have more like human thoughts and and like direction behind them. Whereas Mordecai is clearly just written in to be again. I think the the Jewish conscience like of the, hey, this isn't you know it should be easy to bow down, right? It's as simple as bowing down. What is it? It's no big deal. No, mm. you know it's idolatry. Sorry, and even though it's gonna possibly cost you and millions or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of their lives, you don't get to just play it easy. I, um, I mean, especially in contrast with, like, the Persians who were, like, more relaxed about other people's customs. It's kind of weird to see how, like, Israel treated outsiders and descendants sure. and people who would not conform culturally with their beliefs. Whereas Persia seems to be 90% cool, but the Jews can't just get a fucking long, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, but we'll see what happens next, huh? See, uh, see how they get out of this little pickle they're in. Yeah, or maybe they don't. I mean, we know this is technically before the timeline <laughs> maybe, of uh, uh, Ezra Z- or Zeb. Who Z- Nehemiah? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. So it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like when you watch like Rogue One, you know, and you're like, yeah. oh, I wonder what's going to happen to those Death Star plants. Are they going to get yeah. out with yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. Eh, kind of no one's going to. True. It is very much like that. Yeah. The Jews are definitely still going to be alive after this story. And in fact, are to this very day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, just look at the fucking wildfires in California. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> thank you for tying us back to that. Uh, tell you what, folks. <laughs> if you don't already, you can follow us on Twitter at Bible Pimps for now while that's still up. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Did you buy some uh, GameStop before it? Uh, oh yeah, that, I was trying to remember what the fuck we were going to talk about. It was yeah, GameStop. Uh, no, 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 I haven't bought any GameStop. I probably, I wish I had. Obviously, I mean, I it jumped like what, like from twenty something dollars a share to like five hundred at one point. Some fucking yeah. absurd prices. I don't understand. I, I understand the technical aspects of it. I understand that hedge funds had shorted the stock in the hope that they would drive GameStop bankrupt. While simultaneously yeah. lining their pockets, right? Correct. I understand that 
a couple of Redditors figured out this move and then realized yeah. that if they had enough people buying into it, they could simultaneously shift, money. shift the momentum of the stock by buying it all up, drive up the price that would then fuck over the hedge fund managers who would have to continue to buy stock as well to cover their shorts. So yes. technically, I understand the idea of it as a money-making scheme. And that the longer they keep the prices up because of the way interest and those shorts have to be covered, they can basically bankrupt Wall Street. Uh, well, at least this hedge fund that had so much of their well, assets the, put the up the irony short. is, is that it's kind of one of those two – it is – I know it kind of seems like a fucking – you're seeing the narrative now where it's like, dude, fuck you, where some of these hedge funds are literally too big to fail, where – if these hedge funds bankrupt, they will not be able to cover their own shorts, and it will cause yeah. a cascading error that will need to be corrected if they can't pay off these shorts. This money isn't coming. That's from fine by nowhere. me. Yeah, fine. Fuck the yeah. whole system. You know, burn it all down. I, I, fine. Okay. It's not going to burn it all down. It's just going to really. I don't gonna... think. I, I think it. I, I think there is uh, evidence that because of how interconnected these hedge funds are. And how much of the stock market runs on these sort of interconnected where money doesn't really exist. You know, I'm buying yeah. this stock based on my position for this stock. If those stocks yeah. tank and they are lost and the hedge fund loses money on this stock to the point where they can't cover their price on this other stock, that could cause a chain effect that then causes massive stock failure. Yeah, and could funny. overturn the whole market. And honestly, it, uh, it, it sh- I think that's a stretch. Well, it, it, it could. I mean, if you're talking about like that's, kind of the crisis. That's like Wall Street propaganda, I think. No, I mean, you remember the the market crash of 2008? That's what everyone keeps referencing is that yeah, once, once the insurance claim started to fail and the market failed, as it started to like domino effect, start breaking companies, that the companies they were connected also started to break. It, it, you know, the, the money's sort of interconnected in this sort of web, whatever. Yeah, well, maybe this time we put some people in jail. Nice. Maybe we execute them. Let's sous vide the I rich. Um, yeah. But uh, that's fine. Whatever. That's fine. What I don't understand necessarily is the idea of putting all your money into stock as a form of protest in the tip of a bubble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I would imagine most of the people that did that are planning on selling pretty soon. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I mean, well, you have to assume anyone's willing to buy. Now, the hedge funds will – Buy that stock, I guess. In the well, no, because they're trying to short it. But you know, when when if it if it hits, because it it tumbled down to the two hundreds, right? And let's say you're trying it's to still sell three hundred something right now. You're trying to sell, and nobody else is buying because everyone's trying to get the fuck out of there because the momentum is shifted and it's going to the tube. You might not be able to sell your stock until the price is plummeted to the point where you take a loss. Yeah, but the thing is that that damage. Is going to be spread out across the millions of people that bought the stock instead of one hedge fund. Yeah, 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 fine, and that's all fine, Danny, and that's okay. But well, yeah. my point is, I don't understand the personal, the 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 individual. I don't understand the whole like telling the little guy, "Hey, buy up all that stock. Let's stick it to those fuckers. Invest your mortgage. You know, let's fuck these guys over." I'd be like, "Nah, I'm all right. You know, I'm good." You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't do that. I got into Robinhood. I, I like. I think I had it uninstalled, but I reinstalled it just mm-hmm. to like check out what was going on. And GameStop was already like super high up by the time I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I'm not getting involved in that. But I noticed while I was in there that GoPro stock was like super low for where it probably should have been mm-hmm. based on my absolute lack of knowledge on these types of things. So I, I bought a bunch of uh, calls 
for uh, GoPro mm-hmm. and made like a thousand dollars in two hours, Ooh. and then I just sold it all, and I was like, "Bye." Yeah, that's that's. I'll just assume I could do that again and not track. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I guess to sum up my point, I understand manipulating the market to make some fucking cheddar and make it on the backs of shitty fucking hedge fund billionaires. That's fine. What I don't yeah. understand is thinking that this is a political movement and it's like, hold the line. This is a matter of principle. Invest everything you've got. That I don't agree with. And I don't, I would yeah. not do that, but that's just me. I mean, I, as an outsider who is not buying any, am still cheering for those guys from a political standpoint. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, uh, it's, it's like, imagine there was this giant terrorizing the fucking countryside for like 300 years, you know? Yeah. And then this, uh, like a bunch of people get on each other's shoulders so that they're roughly the same height. And then the giant stabs them in the stomach as they stab him in the stomach. And I'm like, you can do it, but I'm way yeah. the distance. I'm on yeah, another yeah, that's mountain me. watching both of them bleed out being like, hell yeah, brother. That's right. Yeah, that's me. So yeah, yeah. we are uh, we're cowards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Hashtag Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. Invest the farm. <laughs>